actually mentioned something quite important and something I don't really realize because I'm so used to using liquid stevia and I have been doing that for years that the liquid form can be quite alien to most people. Yeah. We are more familiar with, with the yes. form of sugar. So actually it does make sense that you bring out such product, but I never actually realized that now looking back, when I brought my mom your liquid stevia, she was looking at me. <laughs> liquid? What? Liquid? Are you mad? It's funny because actually the most common situations where people use it, yogurts, smoothies, hot and cold drinks, um and things like porridge but liquid is better in those in those it formats dissolves much better, it dissolves yeah. and, and it's funny because when people are used to tablet and then they move to liquid they're like it dissolves so easily tablet sweeteners aren't actually they don't they do not dissolve very well it seems unusual for someone who's never used liquid sweeteners before but actually when you start it, it just it becomes so handy yeah i never really thought about that because i've been doing it for a year so it never, never, never kind of, you know seemed strange to me that i'm using something that's liquid when it comes to maybe baking somebody who's not used to the liquid or even the idea of a mm. liquid seems strange actually granulated for stevia makes more sense because yeah. it's this same texture or similar texture to sugar so it makes more sense to use that for bacon but hey i've been using stevia the liquid one for ages for everything it works <laughs> it's just about um, modifying a recipe you know for example we've got popcorn recipes on our website i'm pretty sure we did i'm, I'm pretty sure they're there anyway so we what i do is i make like a little paste you know put maybe cinnamon and modern nature liquid stevia and then spices and things and then we'll toss the corn and then I bake it for 10 minutes at a low temperature so you don't so it's still crispy so it, it's things like that you know it, it's whilst it seems a bit like oh flip it's liquid and how does this work in most situations it does it does work very very well that sounds like a really good recipe that is really large I don't know I want to eat popcorn I want to eat popcorn now actually that's another thing I was going to ask you do you have a favourite recipe? recipe with stevia um favourite recipe do you know what I really like using especially our liquid stevia in stevia in um savoury cooking in in main meals because so things like spare ribs requires a huge amount of sugar to get it to taste like that kind of traditional sweet sour sauces require huge amounts of sugar and especially in a sauce like that where it's so easy to switch it to a liquid a concentrated liquid so actually my favorite recipes are things like stir fries egg fried rice chicken satay those are my favorite recipes to use it in i really really love cooking and i cook much more savory dishes than i do desserts so that's where i would use it most that seems interesting and that's actually worth mentioning i am um, brought vanessa and um, bessie <laughs> sorry <laughs> i brought a little um little prezi featuring her awesome product yeah. and one of the things i've been using it recently is actually savory and it's like a traditional uh red cabbage yep. recipe and um, i'll post it i'll post it on um on instagram and our facebook page later but uh that is a traditional sauteed red cabbage it's mainly used kind of coming up to christmas that requires quite a bit of sugar yeah. because you kind of use a reduction to um have the sugar and the apple cider vinegar reduced obviously i don't use sugar and haven't had for over a decade um, so I use your stevia and it's absolutely perfect and it tastes amazing and my partner loves it <laughs> after I make it like 
every week pretty much now yeah. i make a big batch of just nice head of organic sweetheart red cabbage from organic <laughs> farm and uh, then we eat it all week with yeah. our meals it, it's kind of counterintuitive but i don't think people the reason why things like takeaways taste so good is because they use a huge amount of sugar and why they're quite addictive yeah that's kind of my my favorite counterintuitive way of using modern nature liquid stevia and then i do also i do these um coconut blueberry ice lollies Ooh. that go down really well and a real crowd pleaser so um that's probably another and i think that was on our website as well especially for children that's what i really love that on your website you actually have recipes I need to do more though. people to suggest how yeah. to use the product it's and honestly guys you can use it for anything anything that requires sugar just use stevia instead do you know what though a lot of our customers are really they're very inventive with how to use it one of um one of our customers she makes fudge she uses I, I remember she's emailed me the recipe it's like dark, she uses dark chocolate, you know, I think like 70% or something like that, and then puts our caramel syrup in it and mixes it and then puts it in the freezer and it makes fudge. That sounds I would, great. I would never have thought of that. And it's kind of funny because a lot of our customers think of better ways to use it than I do. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds brilliant. Yeah. I would never think of putting coffee syrup into a fudge. Yeah. That's brilliant. It's quite clever, actually, because you're like, well, you've got... Because the chocolate's naturally hard and so provides structure and then and then by adding like a, a kind of it's a quite a thin syrup because uh, obviously there's no sugar in it. But by adding that, I can actually kind of I, I've never made it myself, but I can imagine how that would actually work quite well. So yes, I, I do really like hearing from our customers with how they use it. I need to buy one of your coffee <laughs> syrups, this sounds amazing. Um so yes lots of different ways to use it and uh so get inventive <laughs> Ooh, definitely and um you mentioned your uh branding there and that's yes. what i would actually like to know as well because your branding is really nice Thanks. did you do you know your graphic designers or did you did you come up with an idea and then did you take it somewhere to kind of work <laughs> off that or how did that i work? wish i could say that i came up with the name modern nature and i didn't so we <laughs> really branding Getting a brand name, especially nowadays, is really, really difficult because there's quite a lot you need to consider. Um, you know, are there for, are there other companies, not necessarily even in your category, what you're doing with a similar name? Um, you know, how prominent are they? Are people going to get mixed up? Associations, is it a positive association? And then you really, really need it to be meaningful and to genuinely represent what your brand does um, or what your company does. So. We struggled for years, and I mean years. I mean, we didn't come up with the name. The name was kind of finalised at the end of 2015. I think it was. I think it was finalised. So we had two years while we were developing the recipe and getting uh, the production into place, where we were kind of in in limbo with with the brand and what it was called. So the brand was Modern Nature, and the original branding was done by a, a company in Belfast called Part Two, and they work with a lot of food brands. They have a lot of experience in in the food industry with with branding. Um, so they came up with the original name and the original branding. But since then, it has it has come quite a long way since that time. So we use a another design studio in Belfast, Studio Stereo, manage it as it is now. Um, because, um, so part two are kind of like a, they're the type of people that you go to to create a brand from scratch. It is not easy to do and requires very specific skills. It's, I, I think 
people like to think that our brand will just come to you and and it's just you know a eureka moment it's not <laughs> it's really hard um, and I'm not that way my mind does not work that way so but kind of studio stereo manage the practical side of the brand um so you know for example that we changed a lot of the messaging because actually it wasn't really relevant anymore and we felt that it was causing confusion and wasn't really getting to the point and also for example packaging you know it's really important that packaging is practical and affordable um because you don't want to get to the point where your packaging is costing you more than your actual product and it's quite it's easy to slip into that you know packaging the options are endless and can be all single dancing reality is it's impractical customers don't actually want that they would much rather have something that was simple and affordable and, and environmentally friendly especially nowadays so um in terms of getting a brand right i think it's really important that you go to someone that has experience with developing a brand from scratch but then pra- the practical practically managing that brand and, and and especially if we're making a physical product, they the part the people that have the expertise to create it from scratch might not necessarily be able to manage it effectively from a practical point of view long term over the course of you know decades. Really, you no know, brand can be can you want your brand to stand the test of time over decades? It is beautiful though. I have to say, it does stand out. <laughs> the name is it's it's brilliant, and it sounds so simple. <laughs> I know I'm so annoyed I didn't come up with it myself. <laughs> not come up with that myself because it's it, it's beautifully simple yeah yeah do you know what usually the simplest things just take really long time to get to that's yes. just the nature of things i'm afraid yep. but tell me this so branding sounds really stressful uh, <laughs> it is running yeah. a company yeah, is, <laughs> yeah. is stressful never mind branding you're quite young you're not even 30 are you like no. 25 or something i yeah. i stood up modern nation i was 21 I, I was like I don't know what I don't know what possessed me to do it like <laughs> that's really ballsy but you know running a company obviously you know from branding packaging getting yeah. contacts getting the ingredients developing products getting them out there market marketing that's a big thing mm-hmm. I think that people don't realize but whilst we all get the benefit of just purchasing stuff in a store like getting the healthy product onto the shelf it's just so much work and it is so costly yeah and um it does take a toll on one's health so how do you deal with all this work stress how do you manage, manage it? work like how do you manage the company without getting overwhelmed yeah. stress when overwhelmed good question <laughs> um, um and given your condition as well i mean yeah. it's not it's not easy. You no, know, I always put my health first. So, for example, for me, sleep is a big thing. So, um, I try to get ten hours sleep every single day. Wow. For me, and I think if I've ha- if I get ten hours sleep most of the time, then I'm I'm good to go. I can deal with most things that come at me. So, how do I deal with it? Um, I get help when I need to. I don't do absolutely everything myself. Uh, we do outsource quite a lot and getting reliable suppliers and, and reliable partners is the most important thing. So for example, my uh, one of my business partners, Tim, who I probably talk to the most in terms of if there's an issue or if we've got a challenge, then he'll be the first person I call. He's, he's a reliable guy. Right? And we've had some, like a couple of years ago, we had big issues with um, 
ingredients getting to our production site on time and that was a big hoo-ha and he really stepped up and and helped with that and so surrounding yourself with reliable people I would say number one (laughs) Uh, number two using reliable suppliers and um, you know if you're using a co-packer reliable co-packer that is way more important than how much they charge because if they're unreliable it's going to cost you way more in the long run that's what I would say and it's I hold a lot of importance on dependability and if I feel that someone or a organization is not dependable I will not use them again that's I would say that's the first thing I'm quite good at decompartmentalizing so I am quite good at concentrating at the task at hand my to-do list is depressing (laughs) (laughs) like I you know you know on notes on a mac right so I have my week's tasks that I need to get done and then they all have their own sub page (laughs) so like my my and I find that the most effective way of actually managing my to-do list. If it's not written down, it won't get done. I forget about it. So oh, yeah. write tasks <laughs> down and then concentrate on what's important. So I've got, so at the beginning of the week, I'll be like, right, well, this is what I've got to get done this week. And then I'll, at the start of the week, put into different days, I mean, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what I think I'm going to be doing on each day. And then try get through, you know, to start Monday off, get through what I can, and then just slot in to do this the rest of the week, um, to do points for the rest of the week. It's it's you know it's not easy and I'm I'm being I feel like I'm being a bit incoherent at the moment because I just it just makes me think of all the things that I need to do and then I'm like <laughs> I start getting confused. Um, yeah, to do lists. Do you know I do that too to do lists, but I'm old style. I hand write them do on you? pieces of paper and because I'm obsessed with recycling, so if I print something and then I don't need the printout anymore, I do I that. There's the page and I write on that just to make the most of the paper. And so I have like pieces of paper and every morning I write down what mm. I need to do that day and score it out as it gets done. Yeah. And when something's left out. I'll write it again for the next yeah. to-do list. I do that on notes. Sometimes I use scrap pieces of paper, but I find they can get lost. Um, and I typically take my computer to meetings so I can create notes for the meeting and then I remember to do points from that meeting. So, But do you know what? Also, the other thing that I've learned, because I do, it's just myself at the moment that works full-time in modern nature. I don't beat myself. I try not to beat myself up about taking a long time to do, to, to do certain things. It's better it's done right than it's done in haste. What I've learned to do is try and manage expectations. And I really don't like committing to things that I don't think I'll actually have the time to do. Yeah, I that would be another point is learn to say no. I think that's a really good approach. But you mentioned sleep. That's really important. I envy you 10 hours. <laughs> My body's just refusing to sleep more than six. Oh. <laughs> I feel I feel good because I get like six really good quality hours of sleep and, and that's fine. But I'd like to be able to like just lazy in bed and just sleep for like eight, ten. Do you work from home? Do you work I actually home? don't work at the moment. <laughs> well this is not work, this is hobby. This is hobby, yeah. This is fun. This is fun. No I actually at the moment I'm I'm in between jobs and I dedicate my time to studying because yeah. I decided to so um, my background's in film and tv okay but I'm this I've decided I uh, want to take into another level what I've been doing for over a decade yeah. for myself and yeah. that's natural health yeah but uh, first before I do that I need to fill in the gap in my qualifications sure. so I'm doing biology a levels in June are you oh, oh yeah I'm doing it online so yeah. I can study in my own time and I've um, I only got the materials like two weeks ago 
so I have like six months to prepare myself really for A levels. The last time I had biology was um, <laughs> twenty three years ago. Oh my goodness! Yeah, my brain's in shock. <laughs> <laughs> but back to your sleep, it's um, it's sleep, but obviously it's probably also a lifestyle as well. Like the fact that you put your health first, that's like a yeah. massive thumbs up for me because I think that's what you need to do. Whether you're employed or self-employed, like if you don't take care of your health everything else just promise yeah. and even if you're employed if you don't take care of your health you're no use to your employer do you know what i mean yeah. like it's no you're no use to anyone if you're because i remember when i was starting to get ill i remember my concentration was awful and i would make quite a lot of mistakes and it was it was really it's really hard to explain but i just felt dozy and drowsy all the time so now that my health is much better you know it's it's much easier just to get on with work but yeah I mean I don't get I mean I, I attempt 10 hours every night and if I say if for whatever reason I find it difficult to fall asleep then I don't I try not to force myself to get up at a time that I'm not ready to get up at so I do have a reputation for being a bit lazy but I don't care <laughs> you know when I'm 50 You'll all regret what you've, your, all your early early mornings and bad sleep habits. So <laughs> exactly, sleep is important. No, what about your diet? Do you know what? I think people might be surprised at how normal it is because I'm not. I've I've when I was ill, like whilst I I will always have my blood condition, but I kind of. I kind of refer to myself, my ill phase of when it was quite bad and I was didn't know what was going on and hadn't been diagnosed at that point. I tried. You know, I tried everything. I tried paleo, I tried low histamine, I tried, you know, vegetarian. And for me, everything in moderation works best for me. So I do eat gluten, I do eat dairy, I do eat some sugar, um, I do eat meat, I do eat red meat. Um, so, you know, I do eat some, I eat seafood and, and fish. And I would say I don't drink alcohol. And that's mainly because of my hemochromatosis. Um, alcohol is a big no-no. So I don't drink alcohol and I do cook from scratch unless that I'm travelling. That is a big thing for any kind of whatever way people choose to eat. I think cooking from, from scratch. scratch and eat real food, that's the main thing. Yeah. Variety and real yeah. food. Eat much, as much variety as you can. You know, you know, if you've got things like IBS, when I'm my IBS, I would say my IBS is probably now in remission. I, I would class it as being in remission. But I struggled to eat dairy mainly and gluten were the two things that... But now that my RBS is in remission, I can have those things. And do you know what? I really enjoy it. And um, I think the most important thing is not getting hung up on following a movement religiously. Because do you know what? No one really knows what is the right or wrong thing to do. And all you can really do is... Um, do what's best for you. So do I follow any particular movement? No. Do I cook from scratch and just eat variety? Yes. That's, I think, yeah. Absolutely. You can't go wrong and with it's that. Kind of, I, I used to actually hate cooking. Did you? Where's <laughs> the recipe book out? <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> I, I had no choice, really, you have to cook, yeah, you have especially to cook. if you have a condition, like, mm. you know, you, you have no choice, you have to know what's going in your food, Yeah. and um, now I kind of, I found a way to enjoy it, now it, it's kind of relaxing, it's my time, it's me yeah. time, my partner has to leave the kitchen, no entry, this is my <laughs> kingdom, <laughs> Yeah. and I'm put, I, I, I put, I have an iPad, and I, I put, like, some TV show. I do that too. <laughs> on. Yeah, that's kind of so. That's like, and so usually it turns from an hour to like three hours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one thing I would say um, in terms of 
and like health management and things because there was when I was kind of unwell I, I typically avoided eating out and things and now I'm much more comfortable and I've got much better at being smart when eating out um, but I think that's actually where a lot of people fall down is you can eat out regularly and still be healthy it's about making slightly you know maybe ordering off the menu like if you know for example if I, I went and got um, there's a restaurant fish city in Belfast that cooks everything in beef dripping and I I love cooking with beef dripping um, and I got uh, scampi which is was just you know fresh prawns in a really light batter but I got a salad instead of chips do you know what I mean like there yeah. are really small things that you can do I think these things become quite difficult if you are vegan. Like yes. I think if you say you're a vegan and you really are celiac or simply cannot digest gluten, this is when things become really, really difficult. difficult. I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. So I do I it's, do appreciate how difficult it is. That is near to impossible. I think there are two places when I uh, I mean I don't say gluten and I've tried. The last time I tried I had bread in Morocco. Yeah. And I woke up with swollen you, ankles. Really? Can you not have sourdough or anything like that? <laughs> I, I'm kind of but it would vary of trying now because yeah. I tried that and I, I I tried the last time I tried spelt and that was like really good quality sprouted spelt mm. bread and there was nothing else in it just sprouted spelt yeah um, I still got too much. itchy for like a week I was oh. itchy I was crushing myself everywhere so I'm down with gluten <laughs> but I might try it in another year or so to see but, but I suppose gluten is probably the most common yeah gluten and lactose are the most common and I know I can't take I, I can't take dairy either it's been quite a long time since I've had to be strict with my lifestyle so in terms of in terms of food so it kind of reminds me of, of how difficult it was and I, I am really glad that I I am I'm not that way anymore and I have managed to kind of overcome a lot of the issues that I had but it's um the other thing I would say is in terms of managing health and um energy things is find snacks that work for you you know a friend of mine is severely lactose intolerant and she has IBS and she was snacking on fruit all day long and then having coffee with supposedly lactose-free milk it's just milk with lactase enzyme it's not lactose-free it just has lactase enzyme added and she was getting really bloated and energy issues and I was like right stop snacking on fruit stop having the lactose-free milk it's not lactose-free and um she you know she was like well what what do I snack on and she she finally found she's been snacking a lot on dark chocolate you know 70 percent plus it doesn't have any lactose in it and it's really changed her energy levels and and I, I think that's where a lot of people fall down is it's not snacking smart mm. and and being and being organized with snacks and things make your own guys yeah that's the best thing like make your own and stevia make your own snacks since you like cooking and you eat mm -hmm. a lot of variety mm -hmm. uh, what is your favorite vegetable oh yes do, i saw some questions I, I love peppers. I love peppers and I love to saute peppers. And um, we do really regularly this, um, it's just sliced peppers, sliced onions. And then this spice blend, I created myself. <laughs> um, so it's turmeric, then um, a little bit of cumin, a little bit of fennel seed, then um, either fresh or dried garlic and a little bit of ginger. Fresh ginger, I like fresh ginger much more than dry ginger. And just sauteed 
with, um, I think it works best with a little bit of sweetness. So um, modern nature liquid stevia and then apple cider vinegar. And you saute that. And I, liked, I like vegetables to kind of quite well cooked. It's really lush. It's really, <laughs> that really lush. Sounds yeah. really good. <laughs> so I um I make that a lot. I really I love peppers. <laughs> um and I do you know what? The other one I like is fennel. I really like but it takes so long to cook. I love roasted fennel. I love it raw. Do you? Mm. Oh do you know I used to eat it raw a lot, but I find I do you know what one thing I can't do I don't do well is raw vegetables, mm. large amounts of raw vegetables I don't do well on. Um so like a small salad and things I'm I'm good with, but I, I do like to kind of saute or roast. But a roast fennel is gorgeous. It's it really is gorgeous. gorgeous. Roasted and beef dripping with a little bit of, of like really good sea salt. <laughs> oh my god, vegans, close your ears. I know. Ears. Sorry, close vegans. Your ears. <laughs> um, but you know, or olive oil. Yeah, actually, that would be lovely in olive yeah. oil. Oh my god, yeah, I have to try that. So I, I kind of typically cook with either olive oil or um, or beef dripping, and sometimes I I used to cook a lot with ghee. Um, I did used to cook a lot with ghee, but I've because I can have lactose now, um, I would, I, ghee is so very expensive, but yes, roasted fennel, yum yum. Oh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I've just eaten my fennel, put it in salad, damn it. <laughs> well, we covered loads. Yeah, we have covered, covered quite a lot, we yeah. covered loads, but you know what we haven't said, we haven't told people how to find you how, yes. how to, where can they first of all where can they buy your liquid stevia mm -hmm. and your coffee syrups so coffee syrups and liquid stevia are both available on amazon.co.uk and on acardo.com um, you can also get it through our website modernnature.io and then our liquid stevia is also available on ebay and actually what i would say which i haven't because i've been talking a lot about our liquid stevia but we have also got our original it's our liquid stevia recipe but in tincture bottles so i know some people prefer to have um drops uh, kind of more precise drops rather than a squeezy bottle so we have we are testing out a new um bottle that's available on amazon at the moment and ebay as well so on ebay we have an uh, it's called modern nature official store but if you type in modern nature stevia ours should be the first one that comes up if you're buying off ebay can people get it if anybody oh, listening eat well, from northern yeah. ireland eat well just eat well yes i think eat well and um hillsborough as well that that store closed did it yeah. i was oh no that's so sad but big news i will be actually recording a podcast with varin after the new year okay but um we'll talk we'll yes. definitely talk but eat well definitely but has yes, it yeah eat well okay eat well guys if you're local to northern ireland if you're close to belfast uh eat well foods is on lisbon road yeah so you can get liquid stevia there if anybody has any questions yes. with regards to stevia yeah. um, or your products can they contact you and if so how uh the best way is to either contact us through our website so we have a contact form and that does come to me um or to email us um it's info at modernnature.io that's the best way um i get all those emails and last thing tell me have you got any plans for the future i know you said that you're going to you have other products that yeah. you're kind of developing is there anything else that you can disclose i'm really keen that we kind of expand our product range and um you know, food service i think um could be a really good avenue for us so we are exploring that at the moment but yeah just lots more products and i i think you know in the in the distant future what i would say is i think we probably won't always concentrate just on stevia i think there's a lot of improvement that could be done um, for example, in 
um, you know, body and skincare and making that more affordable and accessible in like supermarkets and places like Boots and things. So yes, I think, I, I, I don't think we'll always exclusively be doing stevia and we probably won't always exclusively be, be doing food either, food and drink. So. Ooh, that's a big disclosure. That is a bit, but that's, I mean, that's long way down the line. I think You're I, not going to be held accountable, you know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and if you're like, where's that skincare range you talked about? Like five, five years, years from now, I'm going to send you a snippet of the podcast. <laughs> so um yes i think i can't i look at modern nature more like a lifestyle brand than solely stevia because i'm always looking so far into the future so um yes that's what i would say but lots more products to come well thank you very much for all the information for the lovely chat thank you no problems i've had a really good time this was really such a lovely chat and as always i learned something new and I did really find it so interesting to talk about the business aspects because all those people who bring us healthy products and healthy food that we can just go and buy, they put so much effort and energy into what we just buy as a convenience and to run a business and put a really good beneficial product out there is... um, it's costly and I'm not talking just money and, and time and energy. It's 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 physically costly. I think every successful business person, especially when it comes to healthy and beneficial products or, or passion product, it, it does take a toll on their health. So I think that what uh, Bessie said there about putting your health first, no matter what kind of business you're running and no matter whether you are a self-employed person or whether um, you are an employee, it really is very, very important. But anyway, um, I really do love doing this podcast because it is a really good way to learn stuff. I have fun doing it and... I really enjoy meeting all these interesting people. I mean, Bessie started Modern Nature when she was just 21. I mean, when I was 21, I wouldn't have the balls to go and start my own company, whether I would have a cracking idea or not. So, yeah, meeting people like that is a real privilege. And I really hope you enjoy listening to them as much as I do. If you haven't listened to the first part of this interview, do go back and check it out to find out more information about Stevia because we did talk about the benefits of it at the very beginning of our interview. As for the recipe for the week, while there are many yummy recipes on the Modern Nature's website, the sauteed peppers that Bessie shared with us is not one of them. But as always, you can visit our Facebook group the sweet spot on a farm and download it from the file section. In fact, you can download every shared recipe from every episode to date or catch it on Instagram. What you can find on the website, the modern nature website that is, are different suggestions for the sweet popcorn Bessie was talking about. There is one actually that really caught my eye and that was the chocolate and orange one. I do not normally eat popcorn, but I will make this one for Christmas. Talking of which, it's only a week to Christmas now, and you still do have a few days left to enter our Christmas competition. I have no entries as yet, so if I were you, I would totally jump at it, because your chances to win are pretty damn high. 
The competition closes on the midnight of the 20th of December. And what you need to do is, if you listened to our podcast episode that you really like, like maybe this one or any other one. And if you'd like to win a signed copy of the Sweet Spot Cookbook, submit a review of the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes and email a snapshot of your review or a link to it to thesweetspot at gmail.com with the subject line Christmas competition. If you already have the Sweet Spot Cookbook and don't want another one, but might like to win an apron with the Sweet Spot logo to go with it, then submit a review of the book to Amazon or iBooks, depending on whether you have a digital or the paperback copy, and email a snapshot of your review or a link to it to thesweetspod at gmail.com with the subject line Christmas competition. You can submit both entries for cookbook and the apron if you like, but do remember to send separate emails with the link or a snapshot of your reviews. Reviews submitted pre-competition do not count. So if you've already written a review before we started the competition, but would like to enter anyway, you're just going to have to write a new one. Winners will be announced on our Christmas podcast on Monday the 24th of December, which is next week. So that's it for now. Have a wonderful week, get some good long sleep and stay healthy because your health should be your priority number one. Until next time, bye! As every week, your host is myself, Susanna from The Sweet Spot, music by Mark J. Adair and artwork by Gemma O'Hagan. Thank you for listening.